Oh, I just realized that you changed your name to Mike, not White. Yeah, I guess I, I once I typed that, I was like, well, I, I technically am I mean, technically. Mike and also White, but... <laughs> <laughs> not the Mike White, of course. I could never... Oh, boy, howdy. Okay, I gotta start this before we just never actually start it. Hello and welcome to Mike White Was Robbed. It's me, Naomi Calhoun. This is a podcast. I just want to get this intro over with. Today, we have with me a co-host of the Star Wars podcast, an overall, I don't know, person online. You're very online, Michael. It's Michael O'Rear. What the fuck is up? I got to get offline, dude. It's it's horrible. <laughs> Twitter's off, horrible. Uh, the uh, reality TV fan base is horrible. I got to go. This is, this is the safe place. We're, right? we're all melting our brains into one big, awful, dumb conglomerate. Yeah. Yep. So I guess I'm here to def- defend the pre-merge, right? Yeah, all right. What's the take? Hit it. So uh, let me preface this by saying I have done <laughs> zero research to do this. I would like to think that I am a super fan enough to just talk about it without having to do research. I'm somewhere between... Did you say you had a spreadsheet, though? Uh, I mean, I have spreadsheets of many different things involving Survivor, even, but I don't know if I do for this particular topic. I'm not even going to touch those. All right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no reason. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm somewhere between a super fan and a super duper fan. The, my biggest drawback is I have a horrible memory. Um, I've seen every okay. season like three times, but I forget stuff. So, but I, I've come up with points and, and I guess this is, uh, the take here is the pre-merge is better than the post-merge, which I do believe. Mm-hmm. And I understand why people might enjoy the merge more. But I guess my goal here today is to talk people down from, because you see a lot of stuff on Twitter and on the internet. Again, it all sucks. But people say, like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for us to get to the merge. The merge is gonna be so much better. The right. season's slow because we're not at the merge yet. It's like, dude, calm down. There's a lot to love about the pre-merge, and I have many different points as to why. We're we're right in it. The pre-merge is better than the merge. That's the take. People probably already read it from the title, but that's okay because we're about to dive in. So you told me some seasons you were going to talk about, and then I did research. So I feel like the group project partner that did all the slides, (laughs) but we'll see. And I'm just pointing. Um, I did like two slides. (laughs) I didn't do anything really. Um, I just watched some YouTube videos. Very, very deep cuts. I used to take notes for this podcast, and now I don't. I, I do. I do um, I'll say this: I have some notes, and again, this all came from my mind. So, uh, and so, my my goal is: if you're not going to say that the pre-merge is better than the post-merge, that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to judge you, but I hope that we can all walk away here and say there's a lot to love here. And I'm I'm going to dive into my first point, and we can just bounce off each other on this one. It's time. But my it's favorite time. part about the pre-merge is. People start and finish their grievances in the pre-merge. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of rivalries in the pre-merge. And a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, and the reason the pre-merge motivates more rivalries is because when you don't like somebody, your assumption is either they're going to vote you out or you are going to vote them out. Therefore, they will never be on the jury. Therefore, you don't feel like you have to treat them like a jury member. So you get a lot more aggressive gameplay in that respect. You get a lot more angry feelings, which I'm a guy Mm -hmm. like, sure, the cool blindsides and big game moves are awesome. 
But at the end of the day, it's all about the emotions in the show that make me motivated. And when people are like genuinely irritated, that's what comes from the pre-merge. Yeah. I, okay. First of all, it's a great, great sort of theory hypothesis. I don't know. I'm not smart, but it's a great like starting point because it's, it's completely correct. Like, there is so much pettiness and anger in the pre-merge for that exact reason you just said, that you're trying to get them out before you have to start to pretend to be nice to people. I love it. I think some of my favorite, do you have like favorite pre-merge rivalries? I have a list here, actually. I'll, I'll go through All right. them. Um, so we have Rob and Russell, Rocky and Anthony, Rob and Sheehan, Missy and Dale, Lindsay and Rodney, Philip and Francesca, and then the combination of Scott and Jason and Alicia. Yeah, yeah. I would throw on that list. Um, I love um, Chet and whatever the fuck his name is from Micronesia. The guy who dre- Joel? The Joel. 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 I don't know. Yes. That, that came from a very deep corner of my brain yeah. that I did not know existed. I have um, Chet on I, a different list when we get there. <laughs> I love Penner and Jeff Kent is also a fun one. And then Jeff Kent versus Dawson, kind of that whole charade. Um, I love, I think you're missing, I think I would say the most iconic rivalry of all time, which is Christine and Stacy and Coach in South Pacific. That's completely fair. And again, like I said, this I did all this from memory. Like I was like, what are mm-hmm. some things that I could remember? And these are them. So I'm definitely leaving things off, but these yeah. are the ones that were like notable in my mind. Yeah, I feel like that's the one that people are going to be like, um, I'm sorry, you forget about this. Um, I, yes, I couldn't agree more. I think when you think of like the great survival rivalries, even though this is survival rivalries, I don't even know what I just said. Survivor rivalries. That's, hey, say that 10 fucking times You fast. were basically Jesus. there. I was almost there. I'm, I'm never fully there. <laughs> um, there's... So many of them, I think, exist in the pre-merge and are magnified a thousand times more. I mean, you look at, like, the Jeremy-Natalie fighting from David versus Goliath or, like, just the way that people sort of manifest their anger towards each other, it's always better in the pre-merge. And it's always, I would say, worse post-merge because then people are taking it so fucking personal like, you know, the who voted for me, the sort of angry that I'm on the jury, how dare you, whatever. Like, I don't live for that kind of anger the way I think some fans do. I really like the sort of anger where it's just like somebody sitting in the corner being like, fuck that guy. I want to vote that guy out. Fuck that guy. That's my that's my energy. Yeah. And, and there is an argument to be made that that a lot of these points could also apply to the merge. But I guess I guess from my perspective. I think the pre-merge, and we'll get into this now too, which this will be my next point, is some of the greatest Survivor personalities that have ever been casted on the show were basically casted to be pre-merge boots. There are so many characters that that they put on the show. They said, this person is never going to do well. Let's just see how far into the pre-merge they can go, and that will be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think, for example... I'm not even going to say any pre-merge players, but I think an example of this might be like somebody like Chris Noble. I don't think they ever expected this guy to make the merge. He's an example <laughs> of somebody that kind of broke the barrier barrier of where he was cast. Right. Um, Purple Kelly of, icon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got a list of these people. You want to hear them? Yes. And I'm sure list, you can bounce list, back list, in some list. more. We've got Big Wendy, Natalie Cole, yeah. Alicia Holden, Vince Sly, 
Rob Zabagnet, Chet, Zane Knight, Billy Garcia, Bryce Isaiah, Cowboy, Reem Daly, Chris, uh, Drew Christie, and Jatia Hart. Again, those were the ones I came up with off my mind. And these are these are the type of players that either implode, and, and I realize uh, all of these players aren't bad players. For instance, I think Bryce Isaiah can win a lot of different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a lot of these people, like Natalie Cole, this is somebody that, like, she just doesn't click with people in the survivor way. Like she's very, she's going to oh, butt yeah. heads with people all the time. And I think they knew that that's why she was put on the show. They never expected her to make the merge, but she was there to make the pre-merge entertaining. And those are the types of characters you're never getting in the merge. I would say one of my, I think someone else who broke the mold, uh, let's go back to South Pacific is Brandon Hans. I feel like Brandon Hans was cast and, and honestly, John Cochran. I feel like those two were cast where, where, where you know, Probst is like, I don't know how they're going to do. Especially Cochran was like, he's either going to win or he's going to flame out terribly. And he kind of did both. Um, Brandon Hans is someone where you're like, if they find out he's a Hans, they're going to vote him out. And if they find out that he's a complete fucking psycho, they're going to vote him out. And then he doesn't get voted out. <laughs> and instead, well, yeah, I- Rage quits a different season. Right. And uh, of course, we keep talking about Caramone, which, uh, again, if, just side note, if there is a, ever a um, if I ever do get a second chance on this podcast, I think I would like to come back and defend Caramone because I do really love that season. I think it's very underappreciated. But with that being wow. said, Brandon Hance comes back then and he acts as that pre-merge character that is never going to make the merge. Do you think I should do like a second chances Mike White was Rob Guess, where I just like I have everybody lined up on Zoom and I'm like, you do get a second chance. And then he... <laughs> like booting people out. Oh my Ooh, god. I yeah, don't like this like... part. See ya. I'm, See I'm ya, sorry, Robbie America Freeman. did not vote for you to be on the podcast a second time. A task that is so easy to do, but I America said no. Um oh, love it. I I love also I'm trying to think of some other great like breaking the mold early characters i think maybe like abby a- abby maria abby maria is a great one abby maria i think they knew from the bat what they were getting which is like there it's always these sort of hotheads these narcissists that they're like oh good luck um <laughs> hey hey tribe good luck i honestly i actually think jason siska is somebody they probably thought as well was was gonna be like gone within a week because he's just so dumb <laughs> and he's, he's like a nice man but he's so dumb and it's like yes. yeah, yeah yeah that guy's going very quickly um and, and i also think a lot of the time it, it can be older people and i'm curious what your take is because i think that survivor fans are so into the hyper like hyper frenetic gameplay and the energy and the big moves itis that they overlook a lot of really fun characters, including a lot of really fun older uh, players, people who are like 50, 60 plus. Um, I would say Jimmy Johnson's arc on Survivor Nicaragua is fucking hilarious, considering he is like an extremely famous person who looks like he escaped the nursing home on Survivor. Incredible. Like, I don't know. I, I Do you feel like people don't... I don't know. I feel like people don't give old people the credit they deserve on Survivor. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Maybe it is harder for them to click with the younger generation. Maybe it's harder mm-hmm. for them to compete in challenges. And these are the types of things that hurt them. 
With that being said, I love old people on the show. Jimmy Johnson is a great example. I thought he was absolutely hilarious, and I was so like that's one of the quits. And it, I guess it wasn't necessarily a quit, but he was asked to vote, be voted out. Yeah, and that that is like one of the lowest points in Survivor for me because I was just so sad that that <laughs> happened. So well, I love I love old people. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> we need a geriatric old. season of Survivor, please. Yeah, Survivor, Survivor nursing home. Yep. That sounds fucked up. And I think, honestly, it's why people loved Bob so much as a winner is because Bob kind of was all of these things. He was an older person. He came from a different sort of generation and style in his life. And he wins, and you're kind of like, oh, look, like the old guy won. Um, and then that never, ever happens again because that's not how Survivor works anymore. But I do think it is, like, a fun storyline, and people are often really dismissive of I think another, just in general, a part of it is that people are really dismissive of people who go into pre-merge because they just think that they were bad at Survivor and that means that they're not fun to watch. And I fully disagree. Right. And again, uh, Bryce Isaiah is going to be somebody that stands out as a different type of person. Like, he's one of the great pre-merge personalities, but he's not, he doesn't necessarily fit that mold of he can never win the game. Bryce, he's the perfect example of somebody that should do really well on paper, but he was put on a very specific tribe of people and a very small tribe at that. And it just didn't work out in his favor. It wasn't necessarily anything he did wrong. It was, again, you're on a tribe of six people. There's nowhere to hide. And uh, maybe it was, it was the beautiful people. It is like this type of Instagram model personality that I don't think many of us could get along with super well. So, yeah. 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 And I also think that like, um, that's that tribe is a very weird ego tribe, especially people like LJ and like Morgan, who like, God, may, I guess Morgan is also like a pre-merge boot where you're like, how the fuck did she make it so far? Uh, not not she not like she was a pre-merge boot, but she was destined to be a pre-merge boot and then right. ended up as a pillow in the final eight. Like the girl had, I don't know what the fuck was going on for for her, but she's give people like her and i think bryce is put in a situation that is ultimately like when when people talk about like the survivor diversity campaign i think this is like a great example of like when you just put when you put somebody in a fish out of water situation where they are the only minority in their tribe they just are so sort of like having trouble getting people to like them and trust them and then they just flounder um and bryce is so close to not going home it's insane because that's like a 2-2-2 two, two, two vote, but he still goes home. And it's it's a fucking shame, yeah. to be honest. We're ready for second chances, too. Please bring Bryce back. Yeah, I, I'm so sick of winners. No yeah. no more winners. No, Unless it's Vesepia or Tina. Actually, just unless it's Vesepia, don't talk to me. Yep. That's Love my that. rule. Do you have any more uh, lists for me? I do. And my next list, another, it, it's, I mean, again, it starts with my pitch to why I think the pre-merge is better. And then I have examples of that. Um, but my next pitch is the stakes are higher in the pre-merge. Nobody wants to be pre-merge. And mm. I, I think that, again, I have like six examples here, but there's hundreds of examples of this. Um, I think a lot of people are really happy to make the jury and 
sometimes if they see that they might be in a bad position, they're more likely to roll over in the merge. They're like, oh, I made it this far. This was fun. I'm done. Yeah. But those people that are capable of doing that or quitting or not trying as hard, the, even those people in the pre-merge are fighting their ass off not to be like the first, second, or third boot. So I have some examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I'm missing out a lot. But these are the things that came up immediately in my mind. Um, and, and a lot of just uh, some of my favorite pre-merge moments as well. Uh, Jennifer and Lanzetti standing on the tribal stool at tribal council pleading for her life in the game. Uh, that's like something you don't really see in the merge. You don't see people fighting that hard. Like they're like, I have nothing to lose. I have to literally stand up and, and like grovel to these people. Um, oh my god! Michaela's blindside, her reaction to being blindsided. I don't think that would have happened if she was in the merge. Um, I think it was mm-hmm. it was the combination of okay, yeah, I, my friend stabbed me in the back, but also I, now I'm I have a horrible placement in this game, and it's your fault. Also, I think that 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 blindside is particularly rough because it is so early in the game, right? Like, right. There, there. I think there is a a part of players who are like, well, they're not going to blindside me now. They'll blindside me like a couple weeks down the line, and it's like, oh no, it's now. Oh no. Right, 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 right. And I and I I do have another list later on, which are my favorite moments in the pre-merge, and a lot of that does come from. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. big moves are few and far between in the pre-merge, but when they are, it makes it that much more grand. And the Michaela blindside is an example. I think that was completely unnecessary. I think it was a stupid move. I don't know why it happened, but the fact that it did was incredibly dramatic, and there there were fireworks for sure. I mean, I guess Mazel Top to Will Wall and Jay. Like, yeah, what a wild ride. Job. I mean, it gets the bitch on Game Changers. Like, you have to respect it. Like, she, the queen yes. comes back for Game Changers. It's insane. The, her blindside is that strong. Yep. And a few more examples here. We get, in Winners at War, Kim Spradlin dropping to her knees and begging to stay. Um, we have both Tyson and Jeremy freaking out when they lost their girlfriend slash wife and the pre-merge is of blood versus water. Yeah. Um, Lindsay quitting the game over being blindsided. Um, <laughs> cat, cat going to redemption Island and calling herself undateable. Um, again, that's a, that's a quote that comes directly because she didn't make the merge. And then this is like the, I will cry every time I watch this scene because it is like the emotional, most emotional scene in Survivor for me. It's when Pinner gets pulled from the game. And again, it's because he's in a great position and it's so early that it raises the stakes that much higher. Yeah. And I think um, some other like, I think great moments are like, not, I mean, it'll tie into great moves, but like, like, you know, Russell Swan being super blindsided, right? Uh, in in Philippines, especially like all the tension in the pre-merge of Cambodia, that's a really tense uh, pre-merge where people are like fucking pissed if they have to go. Um, you know, like like Shireen kind of begging for her life when her and Spencer get immediately put on the bottom of the tribe. Yeah, there are hundreds of these examples. Right. Um, I mean, look, I could spend all those. <laughs> <talk about stuff. laughs> But it, right. again, it just comes back to like the pre-merge. The stakes are just so much higher. Like, yeah, you it, just it, never I mean, see people behaving like this in the merge. And maybe, maybe I'm more, uh, maybe I'm more of a sociopath in the way that I kind of enjoy these moments. <laughs> but it's all about it, this is Survivor. 
We want to see people survive. We want to see people fight to survive. And we see a lot of that fighting in the pre-merge. And honestly, I have to say this is why I think Edge of Extinction is a good twist if it stops before the jury. Because Edge of Extinction is built to say, hey, I mean, look, Chris Underwood, iconic pre-merge boot winner of Survivor. Um, there's something to be said about like the people who want it the most. And I do think it is these pre-merge pre-merge people who it matters to like Reem so wanted to be on Survivor and to go first sucks but she fights her whole way through like these I agree like those are the moments that I think are really really enjoyable from like the human perspective from the whatever perspective and I think part of it is like the failure and the seeing people who are so vulnerable about like their their undoing and it it's very very entertaining yes um... what's the next list what do we got <laughs> Um, I've got a couple little things. I won't go into this one too much, but I like the pre-merge challenges more. I mean, I'm not a huge challenge guy mm. to begin with, but I think the challenges and the merge typically are more of the same, I guess. It's a lot yeah. of people holding up balls for long periods of time or balancing on a thing for long periods of time. Personally, I think, uh, some of my favorite challenges are in the pre-merge, and I'll give some examples. We have Sumo at Sea, The Mixer, um, anything in Heroes versus Villains, Serpent <laughs> Turf, and Slither Me Timbers. Those are just a few that I thought of. You know what I thought of immediately was the the boxes from Heroes uh, and Villains, where like they're like st- they have to make the boxes spell something, but it's also a staircase. I love that one. That yes. challenge, someone's gonna get fucking hurt in, but it's so good. <laughs> And also, can we, like, I feel like there are so many iconic, like, this person is fucking up the challenge moments that you just don't get from a a, a post-merge challenge, unless it's a reward, but that, even then, the stakes are so low, comparatively. Right, like, yeah, and challenge moments, you know, again, uh, you can give or take them, but with that being said, I think you are getting more entertaining challenge. Like, if, if we are yeah. going to talk about challenge moments, I give the favor to the pre-merge because of that, the dramatics there. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I also, oh, another, one of my favorites was when they put the fucking people in the balls in uh, Survivor Samoa. Yes. That shit's crazy. And obviously they never did it again, but like, that one's fucking fun. What about the one in Nicaragua? <laughs> and Russell Swan didn't get hurt doing the ball. Like, it was just that he, like, passed out in the challenge. So like, There's one in Nicaragua, I believe it's basically a saw trap and they're tied on a wheel and they're spinning and they're That's Nicaragua, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and these poor women, because uh, my friend just started watching Survivor, um, but she she's texting the group chat to be like, okay, what do I watch next? And I was like, watch Nicaragua. Get the worst season out early so that you don't, like, I don't think Nick Rockwell is the worst, but I do think that most people don't like it. So it's like, get get the shitty ones out early. And she was like, how are they fucking doing this? Like, this should be illegal. And it's all the tiny women, too. I think because, like, you have to put your smallest people on the wheel just to make sure that it's, it's not too heavy. She's like, this should be illegal. Like, they should be arrested for this. Uh, yeah, and to be fair, I also love Nicaragua. That is a season I'll defend. Uh, there's there's few seasons that I won't defend. There might be five seasons that like I probably right. won't ever rewatch again. But other than that, like Survivor, Survivor, I will watch and enjoy almost any of them. So you're gonna love the episode that already is out. 
Maddie G telling everybody how Survivor Nicaragua is fucking awesome. Yes, uh, that's good. <laughs> I think uh, in general, what do you think makes uh, a pre-merge challenge like the best? Is there a certain element of it? I'm trying to think. I kind of love when they have to row boats, and I know that sounds stupid, but like, just like when when they just like veer so far off course that it's like everyone's bad. I love that. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm not a huge challenge person, and this might be personal preference, but I really do like the physical ones, and that's why I said anything in Heroes versus Villains because we get three yeah. absolute bangers of challenges. <laughs> we get the opening one where they're digging for sandbags and. Uh, Sugar takes her top off, and Stephanie Lagrosa gets her arm dislocated, and then we get a real party. Uh, brawl. <laughs> and there's oh a, yeah, some... <laughs> Jesus. There's a that, slew of that's injuries a, there. Such a fucked up idea. Like <sighs> people in yeah. sports make at least like two million dollars, you know, like. <laughs> and they're doing this with like no pads or anything, and like no helmets, <laughs> no nothing weak bones from being just rupert is like absolutely like going way too hard on these women that are like a third of his size and just like nearly breaking their necks it's like dude yeah. relax yeah that's like the kid who goes way too hard in gym class and like everyone's like bro it's fucking school what is going on man like i'm trying not to get sweaty before my next class so i'm doing as little yeah. as possible and like here this, you are. i didn't bring a change of clothes <laughs> this is the only one i have don't touch me yeah, my yeah. god uh, and then sumo is of course i mentioned that yeah. already but worth mentioning oh, again like coach's celebration when he thinks he's won but he hasn't is so uh, so many moments i think my favorite challenge moment is still war, like damn it war dog there there's another hot take i would do uh coach is already appreciated but he should be like the most appreciated wow <laughs> just just revered big coach fan coach coach is god coach's life <laughs> okay well yeah. I, I mean be on the lookout for that in like 2025 <laughs> all right so here is another list <laughs> it's a very small list and i'm more so curious to hear what you think about it i don't even really want to talk about what i think about it but the season's theme is always the heaviest in the pre-merge. Now, I personally, I like when they divide the tribes up by Brains versus Braun versus Beauty or David versus Goliath or White Collar versus No Collar versus Blue Collar. The only one that didn't really work for me was Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. But other than that, I genuinely think it's a very cool way to start off a Survivor season. Um, maybe people don't agree with that. I'm not really sure. Um, I, I think the one that plays the best for me is probably David versus Goliath, uh, because you really do like it is too, uh. or not David versus Goliath. Uh, I'm sorry, um, fuck, uh, Millennials versus Gen X. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that there there are very drastically different generations, and they cast people specifically to be that different, and it really plays out well within the season. So. I guess I'm wondering from you, what do you think about these themes? So I, I like themes. I, I don't love when they're like, so again, Survivor Nicaragua, like I talked about, I don't love that they call them like the old and the young tribe. It's like, you gave them fucking names. Like, don't just call them old. That's awful. But 
I do, I actually think that the David versus Goliath has one of the strongest premieres um, because they have that challenge with Icon Lyrsa like fucking winning it and essentially proving the whole theme of the season right from the get-go. Um, I actually liked Ghost Island was all about choices, whatever, and they have that first challenge, right, where you have to pick a tribe leader and then they have to pick people to compete in a challenge. Um, I love a good fucking boat. I love a good marooning. God, I love when they're just like, get the fuck off the ship. Go! And you're like, oh, their genes are never going to be the same. Um, But I would say that, like, I I think all time, the best execution of any theme, I think everybody knows this, is the Pearl Islands raiding of the village. It's the, like, the pinnacle of Survivor. Um, And... To me, it's almost a shame that they don't do that more about like resources and hey, if you want to win a million dollars, give them your watch, give them your necklace, sell your shoes. Like, do you want to win or do you want to win? But on the other hand, I do think sometimes like, um, I don't know, like Edge of Extinction had like dinosaur bones on the buff and you're like, okay, we get it. (laughs) Like (laughs) extinction. (laughs) I think sometimes they can be a little heavy handed, but to me, the whole point of Survivor is that there's so much like love and sort of care that goes into the the aesthetic of a season that it's, I'll, I'll forgive them. I, I love that here today, the two things that I've seen you get the most passionate about thus far are maroonings and paddling and boat challenges. That It's not what I expected to learn here today, but I guess you love seafaring adventures on Survivor. I love boats. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a great show for you. It's called Pirate Master. I think you'll love it. We've talked about this. I'll get to it. Jordan Kalish actually was talking to me about it the other day. (laughs) It's good. It's really good. Uh, Well, I think it's just because, like, there's something that's so... I I feel like the maroonings are so iconic. Um, That, like, you know, when they did, like, in, like, Edge of Extinction... Not Edge of Extinction. Uh, when they did like Island of the Idols where they're like hey you're just on the beach now whoa you're here and I was like what that's, that's not the, fun that's, the worst. that's, that's, the worst. that's just, I don't care that they made it to the fucking beach I want to see them jump off chasing a chicken like <laughs> that's not what I tuned in for um, yeah I just I just love and like the finding the secret advantages you know like that, that like GoPro shot of somebody finding the advantage and like shoving it in their pants I love that part of Survivor so much because it's also um like doing like live reality games i love the moments when you can just like sneak something in to something kind of secretly and be like all right you're about to scrap for it and by the way there's an idol clue hidden in the uh hidden immunity hidden in the idol that you win for tribal go find it like fight for it i mean iconic nayaka pushing kelly b over but (laughs) Personally, I think the maroonings, I like the, I, I do like the concept. I do think they're starting to get a little overplayed, but what I do, I do like a good intro and there are a lot of different ways they can go about it. And they have done it many different ways. And they've also floundered it where they just appear on the islands. One of my yeah. favorites is Kagiyan and it's very subtle, but uh, the brawn comes in on the big trucks and then the beautiful oh, yeah. people come on the boats <laughs> waving their Is hair. it very subtle, Michael? Is it... <laughs> 
Well, again, it's like, not like it's not like they're like killing each other or like jumping out of helicopters or anything. Yeah, just but... like you get out of the truck and punch someone. <laughs> That's the. They're basically track. doing the same thing they did in the other season where they appeared on the beach. The only difference is like they just had a mode of transportation to get there. <laughs> yeah, but at least that had the interesting choice. Like Survivor um, is always about like risk and reward and things like that, and. What I when I think Survivor is successful, it's it's at the very least putting in these moments of risk versus reward for a player to make a choice. And so you know when it's hey David, who are you going to send back to camp? And he's like the big guy. Like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Yeah, I also I have that on on a list here of things I appreciate about the pre-merge, and I do like these moral dilemmas, the ones we get, the one we got in Worlds Apart, where they have to lie about uh, the bags of rice that they came back with and the neutral box and. I do like these little situations, and for some reason, we get most of those in the pre-jury. We get situations like that in the pre-jury, so uh, again, I-, I think that's another added bonus. I think that's yeah. a fun cherry on top. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about like Australian Survivor. And you Have you seen Survivor New Zealand? Uh, I've seen some of it. I've seen well, like that, half of two seasons. Yeah, like like season two has this whole like uh, kind of like, is it called the Den of Decision? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, that is that. I think that's Big Brother. I don't care. Where like you, you go to another island and you compete against a, an opposite tribe member, and you like win a reward. You might win food for yourself. You might win something for your tribe. But like, usually the the goal is to go get something for yourself and lie about it when you come back. And I love those sort of choices that could get you voted out of a tribe because inherently the pre-merge is all about like benefiting the people that are around you and I love that there's this tension of like I want to do something for myself but I know it will get me voted out but fuck these people I want to do something for myself like it's it's why like Tyson is so iconic right eating all the coconuts and shit because he just doesn't give a shit he's gonna eat all the fucking coconuts like why not and being sort of selfish there's a great scene in nicaragua i i talked about it already but like jane cooks a whole fucking catfish in the woods for herself and nobody finds out it's like that's fucking iconic because fuck your tribe nobody talks about that anymore like that is like a top 10 moment in survivor history honestly (laughs) it's not it it would be better if they found her but you know we we take well she got it she's too good she got away with it i know (laughs) <laughs> what if she just burned down the whole forest instead? Oh, that'd be cool too. I guess that I mean that's Amazon two point right? Yeah. Burn down a shelter too. We didn't start the fire. Okay. What's next? What's on the uh, docket? So really at this point, uh I've kinda gone through my big hitters and now I just want to talk about some of my personal favorite pre merge moments. Um, and I'll just rattle these off here. Amen. Let's go. Uh, a very recent one, uh, Denise voting out Sandra at her little <laughs> idol play in Winners at War. Uh, Angelica asking for Natalie's jacket. Mm-hmm. Rob's promise to Lex. Wendy mm-hmm. setting free the chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put this down. Rupert stealing items from the other tribe during their little mourning deal. Uh, the mutiny with Candace and Pinner. And then Tyson voting himself out. Mm-hmm. Now these are these are moments that didn't really fit into those categories that I had mentioned before, but they're just moments that came in the pre-merge and I really like. Yeah, I would say some of my favorites are like 
because there are those moments where you like watch a tribe that sucks right and you're just like they can't possibly suck this bad and then they do and you're like oh my god they suck so bad like holy shit um i just so you had mentioned uh alicia and i watched back um the i watched a peter compilation from korong peter at the very first tribal council be just lay showing his full bare ass to jeff probes when he's like hey what do you think about the game is insane where he's just like yeah so there are clearly two there are three voting blocks and blah 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 and liz and i are best friends and blah 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 and then he gets her ass voted out like so fucking funny i i don't like we know that zane knight bombs hard but like i i think peter bombs harder because he tanks somebody else's game and then manages to get himself in a good position and then tanks that again it's it's like it's a master class again the the players in the merge they're they're there for a reason they're there because they're smart and they're good players i think yeah. a lot of the drama comes to the bad players and those bad players are in the pre-merge and i i think like um i i love the the bradley dominic feud in ghost island i always enjoyed that um jacob derwin just being an icon for you know, an hour and a half on my screen. Love him. Um, I think I, I love who's Mary, like moments in survivor where you're like, Oh, that's what I would be like playing survivors, forgetting my tribe mates names, being bad at lying. And then being like, so I do want to open a dog bar. (laughs) And just, there you go. That's, that's my whole vibe. Uh, I mean, again, Nayanka, like talking shit about a girl with, one leg is is like so top tier like look i don't know what to tell you survivor is a show that actually has this on it has this content oh you know what honestly karishma cutting her hand and just lying on the sand and not a single peep from her fucking people i was like trying not to like belly laugh into the mic but that was pretty good i like that i like the that's the content people want to hear yeah i mean (laughs) christmas bone and then um oh uh winners of war hey tony pay attention um so i do i've got like a ps to my lists here and this is one that i couldn't come up with any examples for and again it's because i've just like my memory is bad okay yes um and and i'll let you fill in the blank here but something i do and it's more of like a general concept really than like things that happened but I love the us versus them mentality in the pre-merge of two teams battling it out. And they take it so seriously. They take it so personally. Like right. these, it doesn't, like a lot of times you see it, these tribes, like, and you see the frustration in these pre-merge challenges when people are just absolutely devastated that they lost. But it's not even so much that they lost, but it's that the other tribe won. And again, mm. it's that raw emotion that comes out of this game that it, like, they don't know these people at all, so they have no good qualities to associate them with besides the fact that they just kicked their ass in a challenge. Um, so I do like the animosity that builds between the different tribes. So I don't know. Do you have any examples or thoughts on that? Well, I just think of, like, the, we don't see a lot of gloating in the post-merge, right? People are very like, oh, thank you so much for telling me that I did a good job of holding that stick up with an idol on it for five hours thank you so much they're so humble because they don't want to piss anybody off but like you get those celebrations in like the pre-merge where people are like just like hugging and screaming and like oh my god we did it i i i have to say i love the emotion 
that comes from a tribe that's been losing winning like i think like when the when the davids win that like that pyramid challenge that's happening in like the pouring fucking rain and david versus goliath that's such a good moment when when tribes just get like that needed win it's so good i also think there's the other side of it where like a tribe sucks so hard like i think one of my favorite examples is um the tribe in Karamoan when they swap and they do that like running around the circle challenge and philip shepherd's like i i actually threw that or no he, he doesn't even th- he talks about how he threw one he threw another like philip shepherd's just being like no i threw those challenges it's fine I-, I totally meant to lose but like the team just like literally cannot keep up with like malcolm and reynolds and andrea like <laughs> you know you're like oh these poor suckers i would i would say that it is one of the best parts of survivor because you just you just give somebody a colored piece of fabric and you say that's your color and they're like this is my color i'll kill anybody who tries to come for me um i love when somebody gets swapped and they're so pissed about it i think bradley's a good example where they're just like this beach sucks this tribe sucks i hate and like that's such a great like flip around as people just get mad when they're put on a shitty tribe all of a sudden obviously there's a personal competitiveness that comes with the merge for everybody but there's such this weird tribal competitiveness and also the fact that you're sitting there as if you're being like these tribes are going to go away like people are like i i bleed like you know i got navidi blood and you're like what the fuck man it's like it's like 15 20 days (laughs) like it's not that serious yeah, and I, I guess the, I guess the argument, and and the reason it's more of a postscript here to my list is the argument is, well, when they get to the merge, they actually get to battle it out between the two tries. But uh, for me, it's just, I guess it for me, it's all more about the anticipation of the event. It's 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 much more of the slower kill. Um, another thing about the merge that the the pre merge doesn't have. The merge feels very rushed because a lot of the times you get the double boot episode in the merge and then you also get a six person finale. So it's like there's no time to savor anything, really. Everyone's playing their own individual game and it goes so quickly and and then it's over. The the pre-merge, on the other hand, it's yeah, it's it's. I, I like it more. I think it's slower in the good ways. And yeah. I, I would also say that, like, there's some great storytelling in pre-merges where people course correct. And I don't think we've talked about this too much, where, like, somebody is inher- is initially pretty bad at the game, and then we get to see them over time, because we're, we're immediately doubting them. Like, I think Chrissy in HHH is a good example, where she completely vomits on the first challenge, and you're like, oh, this bitch is going home. <laughs> and then she pulls it around, and I think the pre-merge is a lot of where we see people, like, fully pick up what they have and and maybe turn it around even into a win like you know watching a character like Cochrane um essentially like pick back up and be like actually I think I can do that this time is very entertaining that's yeah. good stuff my, my first thought there as well as Aubrey I think she has like one yeah, of the yeah, worst yeah, yeah. premieres ever for like somebody who's an absolute legend now so Mm-hmm. But I guess oh, again, yeah. that's that for me. I guess I would count that as more of like an overarching storyline. Because I mean, I wouldn't say that Aubrey's uh, meltdown in the in the pre-merge is like necessarily a good moment. But again, in context to the rest of her story, it is. 
I think also the, the pre-merge has this ability to make you care about somebody way more because they're just in the context of like, especially a tribe of like six people, right? You understand the, you understand the dynamics way easier. You understand where they are in the packing order and you can see us like, you know, things flip on a dime. There's so much sort of like um, tension within the sort of six person dynamic. And so then when you're on a tribe of 10, obviously there's a lot more chaos going on. But you oftentimes in the pre-merge get to see a lot more of somebody before they're like, well, I just got to take out Dr. Allison or I'll never win. And it's like you you get so much more of people being like, well, I don't really like they're feeling things out. They're making a lot of choices. And inherently on a small tribe, I think you get to understand characters a lot deeper than you do at like final six or final fucking 11 where you don't get to talk to anybody except for like the person who liked the reward and likes Applebee's and then like the winner, the challenge. And, and again, in the merge, you're getting like so many more people are focused on like their resume and like the big move yeah. they need to make. And it's like, there's no moves like that in the pre-merge. There's no game body decisions really. And I'm sure you can point to a few, but um, yeah, again, it's all comes from emotion. It has nothing to do with the game. They're just people trying to figure out how to make their way further in the game. And I think that's way more fascinating than like somebody just being like, I have to vote out my friend because they're a better player than me. And it's like, that's just like the formula to how to play the game. That's not necessarily like what makes you unique. Yes. And, and that's, again, that's like, we watch survivor because we love like what, what it does to people's sort of psyche. So when you see like, and you get to meet all these people who are like, there's such a hope of like, I could win a million dollars and change my family's life. Like those characters are so interesting. And we don't really see that come back again. I would say unless a person is going home or it's like right at the very end because you lose so much of it for so the more that like the game is just settling in. Um, but, but really that's, that's the end of my list. I don't, I don't have like, uh, and again, I hope people walk away. Not necessarily. You don't have to think that it's better. Just appreciate the show. Appreciate the oh. journey. Appreciate the highs and the lows of both sides. And I think the lows are right at the, at the end of the game and the highs are right at the front. So, but that's just me. I highly recommend people watch. Uh, there's a video of Alicia from Korong and there's a video of Peter from Korong on YouTube, just like compilations of them. And they are so fucking funny. Um, Alicia's crazy, but it just reminded me how much I hate Scott and Jason. Um, because that girl did nothing wrong. And maybe again, this might be a bit, make me a bit more of the uh, sociopath here, but I do like these characters that are like completely beaten and battered. Like they're like emotionally torn, but they're never giving up either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Alicia is an example. Uh, Sierra Reed from token Chains is a good example. Um, and again, that comes from just raw emotion from the game. It has like, it clearly wasn't like the right strategic decision for, uh, uh, Kyle Jason to tackle uh, somebody half his size to get an idol clue, but he did it, and yeah, and that that that's like that's real stuff that's happening there. That that yeah, I'm. Is gushing. his name Kyle Jason or Jason Kyle? Uh, I think it's Kyle Sarge, Jason Kyle, Jason Sarge. 
that no it, it just every <laughs> I have no idea. I once was at a Mets game, and jo- this guy John Jay was I think up to bat, and the guy behind me just goes, "John Jay, you have two first names." <laughs> it's like I thought we were insulting people with now. Okay. Very Queens, very Queens. And that's what I think of when I think of Kyle, Jason, Kyle. Um, but like, I, I don't know. There's something so great about like these early on people that they don't vote off right away, who then either continue to suck and continue to fuck things up, or they just suck in a way that you're like, holy shit, like how can somebody be so non self aware that they, like, there's that great moment where. Someone is like, get the fucking pieces because Alicia just isn't doing anything during a puzzle. And you're like, oh my God, like, can you imagine going on Survivor and being like in a puzzle and just being like, yeah, I'm gonna just stand here and look. Like, why not? Let's take a look. Well, that's even like, like, I feel bad because like I've found myself in positions like that. Like I used to work in a kitchen and like you'll kind of, uh, I've been in situations where I kind of stutter and I'm like, wait, hold on. What do I need to do here? And I like stop to think and it looks like I'm not doing anything, but really I'm just kind of gathering myself. And then someone's like, pull yourself together. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. It's getting there. Like, like it's funny. I, when I play like fake survivor games, I never remember the numbers because if I, if I stop too long, then I'll just like forget everything. So I never know how many people I'm playing with at a given time until it's down to like five and I can count them like in front of me because it's like, how, how many votes do we have? Nine? I'm not doing that math. Like, <laughs> I just can't process it. Um, Love that. I, I also think like, I know a lot of people don't give Australian Survivor or they don't have the time to watch it, but like the pre-merges in Australian Survivor, they go on so much longer but I think, again, they are inherently interesting, like especially Australian Survivor Season 1, where you have, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know the winner of Australian Survivor Season 1, skip ahead like a minute, where like Christy just barrels through this yellow tribe after getting swapped to it and like fucks over Phoebe. Like these are iconic moves and that shit was all happening in the pre-merge, you know? And that, that shit took, like, forever to get through. Yeah, there's, like, 20 episodes on the pre-merge of Australian Survivor. <laughs> I love I love Australian Survivor, not just for that reason, um, all, all throughout. Um, what I would like to see, probably, from Australian Survivor is maybe a bit more of, like, those emotional stakes in the beginning. Because I, I can't think off the top of my head, like, again... I did. I made those lists just off the top of my head, and I was able to think of. And again, there's like 40 seasons, yeah. and I came up with like eight. But um, I, I would like to see a bit more of the emotional stakes in Australian Survivor. I agree. I you know also does a lot of stunt casting lately, especially with like like contenders and, and champions. And I think that those people just inherently. You have someone who's awesome, kind of like Moana, who has a really interesting story, but like those are sort of few and far between the people who are like, oh yeah, I run a really successful juice business. And you're like, this bitch, like, okay, congrats. <laughs> Janine's awesome juice. though. I love Janine. I, I look, I love the godmother, but she, the bitch has money. She does not need yes. to win a million dollars. No, um, <laughs> but I mean, there, I mean, I would say that one of the most iconic characters is like Luke, who has these emotional storylines, but I feel like Luke all this emotion comes out like post merge. He, he touches on it a little, but like it doesn't like hit the way it hits. Well, and again, I think his story is more personal yeah. when maybe I guess the things that I prefer are more like 
interactional between people, which I, Luke has some of that, but even for Luke, who is a very enter, entertaining and like personal character, even for him, like some of his moves fall more on the game body side. Uh, or maybe it's more the chaotic game bot side where he's just kind of like, uh, like in his like first two episodes, he's ready to like blindside people for absolutely no reason at all, which is cool. And that's fun. Um, that's but fun. imagine if like it was his mortal enemy that he was trying to get out. Like, I, again, I think that's the kind of thing that yeah. U.S. Survivor has in the pre-merge that is more exciting. Yeah, I can think of two from Australian Survivor and spoilers for Australian Survivor All-Stars. So skip ahead another minute. Uh, David blindsiding Daisy for revenge which is very funny that's true um and uh matt finding the idol and just wearing it around camp that is also very (laughs) funny (laughs) matt's cool i like matt oh matt and then like him and david working together that was a moment i was like oh man i don't want this to happen but fine like if this is if this is the exciting part of australian survivor i'll take it that's because i'm a dumb bitch who's rooting for nick shawnee and harry at all times I only, on Survivor, the only men that I root for are future husbands or Mike White. There's, like, no in-between. It's, like, it has to be someone where I'm, like, this man is perfect. Like, I've got the invitations in the mail. Or it's, like, Mike White. And he's, like, drinking wine on the beach. And you're, like, who who wouldn't want to be friends with him? Yeah, so um, here's my question for you coming towards the end of this podcast. Have you gotten Mike White's phone number yet? Not yet. Is that what I... Like, certainly there's going to be... Eventually, if, if you keep doing this long enough, you're going to grab his attention and you're going to have his phone number. So I need to know when that happens. What do you want to... Te- what would you text Mike White? I want you to text Mike. You want, me I want, to, you you want that from me as, as my Like, friend? I love Mike White, but I don't think I love him half as much as you do. I, I just think it's like... People love, like, the heroic survivor characters or, like, the, you know, the underdogs. But I just think it's, like, so fucking funny that Mike White got second fucking place. <laughs> Honestly, I'm pretty close. Uh, Lyrissa and I are Animal Crossing friends. So it could happen in 2021. You're right there. You're right there. It's I'm, gonna happen. I'm on the cusp. I'm so close. I don't know. Is phone number what I want? Should I just be Mike White's assistant? Is that like the... Oh, you're in for a job, huh? I'm, I'm trying to make money, bitch. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> like, like what am do? I supposed to do? I've, look, industry connections. He and I are in the same biz. That would be good. I'll take it. There you have uh, it. You're right there. What do you think of the School of Rock, Mike? I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I watched the School of Rock maybe last time i've watched it maybe was like 12 years ago <laughs> so my memory of the movie is very limited but i loved it at the time who didn't love school of rock of course i love school of rock yeah uh, let me tell you holds up so good if you've been like i feel like jack black is such a perfect actor to like cheer people up and i feel like it's like such a great movie where you're ever kind of like oh my god like the pandemic right the world sucks just throw on school of rock make yourself feel better I, I there think you that's have it the i'm right there so i guess maybe that's what i need to be doing and maybe that's maybe that's gonna be my pandemic cure here is maybe i need to watch school of rock soon and then you log it on letterbox and then everybody knows that you just watch school of rock <laughs> true true <laughs> you know okay i feel like 
I, I understand your take completely and I would agree with it a hundred percent. I think that e- <laughs> small victory dance, e- even though that obviously we love survivor and we love winners and all this shit, like there are so many good pre-merge moments. And I think people love to dismiss it with the notion that like, Oh, it's cooler in the merge when somebody plays an idol or like, you know, votes a big threat out. It's like, I think there, there's so much success to be had in the, in the pre-merge with just like emotions and fights and drama. Like, I feel like the pre-merge is like the real housewives of New Jersey, New York. Like that's the tension. That's the drama. I don't want to see people yelling at each other because they're hungry on day 38. Like I want to see someone yelling at someone over rice on day two. They don't have the energy on day 38 to fight. That's probably the biggest thing. That's like what everybody says, right? When they come out of survivor, they're like, we just like slept all day. Like, it's like, that's not fun. Mike, you, Mike, my, I don't know that I've ever thought of you as Mike. I feel like that Michael, what do you want to tell people to listen to and check out what's going on in your universe besides star Wars, but mostly star Wars. Okay. Well, I guess so you mentioned my letterbox. So I guess the people have letterbox. <laughs> I'm at the Michael O'Rear. Um, you can follow me there. And that's like my handle for everything. So like Instagram, Twitter, you can check me out there too. Rip, but yeah, rip and then start on places. <laughs> That was a good name. And and on the cusp of me starting a Star Wars podcast, I don't know why I didn't keep Alderaan Places as my Instagram handle. <laughs> but with that being said, Stark Wars, if if you like Star Wars and Marvel, which uh, my friend Tommy and I are recapping all of the series, which include WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the upcoming Star Wars shows as well. If you're interested in that stuff, Stark Wars podcast, come check us out. For me you can subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to Survivor New York and look at all the links in the description because they're already there. I'm so nice that I put them conveniently in the description so that you could access them. I also put a link tree on Twitter because I'm that bitch now. So you can just look at those and you'll fi- you'll figure it out. I'm also on Letterboxd, but you have to find me yourself. Michael, thank you for ch- being my guest. It was a pleasure. I had fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. Look, thank you so much for having me. And I think this is a good reminder that if I ever do go on Survivor, it's okay to get pre-merge, right? No. If you go on Survivor and get voted on the pre-merge, I'm not talking to you anymore. That's what this is all about. I'm preparing for that moment. So. Right. It's, you're not friendable if you go on yeah, Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm stopping this recording. Good night, everyone. Good, good morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this. Turn off the podcast. Done. Stop it. Good job. <laughs>